the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 140 of the Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, John. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I replaced your Will's name with yours and all the stuff. <laughs> Poor Will. So now, so now I don't stumble, and, and now it just it's seamless, right? It, it is seamless. It's, it's like old times. Exactly. <laughs> And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, what are you drinking, man? Uh, back to my old staple. I got uh, some Sun King Wee Mac, a little Scottish ale tonight. Nice. How I about you? Two things. I have two things. Um, I've got, well, I got my old staple. This is an old, old one. I haven't had this in a while. The Just Sierra Nevada Torpedo in the can, which was on sale and cheap. But also I got uh, a double IPA from Ninkasi, which is one of my favorite doubles, um, called Triceratops. Which is delicious if you've ever had it. I have not. Where is uh, you said Ninkasi? Ninkasi Brewing Company. They're out of um, they're out of Oregon. And the cool thing, okay, so side. Oh, we're tangenting already. So I went to this <laughs> beer tasting thing uh, with my buddy. It was a Sierra Nevada actually. Their beer camp festival. This was two years ago, and Ninkasi had a had a booth there. And the the best thing there, in my opinion, they did a barley wine. And it was called uh, Critical Role. Okay. The okay. best part about it was that it was basically a D&D reference in a barley wine. Because the, the actual handle had uh, the dice on the top. Oh, it was sick, dude. Oh, it was that, so cool. That sounds kind of anyway. nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. barley wine to start with, but add a D&D theme to it. It makes it even better. Oh, exactly. It's super geeky and super delicious. So if you ever have a chance, definitely check that out, dude. So... I don't know if you can get organ beers out there, but uh, sometimes when you just... come out here, I'll grab you one. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, man. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Google+, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter, and John is at John Arskeen, or what's the other one? Uh, I am I not am Will Griggs. Not Will Griggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. makes me so happy and we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio Google Play and all that so give us a positive rating and share us and tell your friends um, we're going to talk about some of our merch here uh, in a couple minutes because that's going to be at the top of our store tour section but teespring.com slash store slash usual podcast you can find all the stuff we're going to talk about here in a bit um, as always we have the timestamps in the show notes if you are not a store tour fan um, if you're in the chat thank you for being there and we will chat with you as we go um, so my friend, let's talk about, oh, we don't want to forget our drinking buddies. Obviously, Mr. Skeen is with us. Um, Eddie and, uh, Jedi, um, sorry, Zen, who has been helping us out quite a bit for San Diego Comic-Con, which I've got a ton of info about that at the top and the bottom of the show. So here we are. Seemed like kind of a lot. It It is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> and we're back at it. <laughs> and we're back. So, all right, man. So let's talk uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. 
So the main thing, my friend, is there's almost zero news. I don't know if people are on summer break. There's some stuff. I know there's some stuff happening in the influencer community um, right now. Um, but I'll hopefully all that will come down, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. But um, I figured I did get a couple messages after our last show. Actually, it might have been. Well, our show hasn't released yet. But the show where Will and I spoke last, where we were talking about our pucked cantina. And there were some people in the community asking about that. They didn't hear about it. They don't know what it is, etc. So I thought we'd take a minute and talk about what that is, um, kind of how it got going, and then um, tell people where it is. And we've got some merch associated with that as well. So before we do that, um, let's talk about your our weeks in game, which is pretty non-existent, correct? Uh, yeah, mine is uh, <laughs> not even the login screen, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's been a tough week, man. Um, we, I mean, I played ESO for a little bit, but that was like, I don't know, an hour before I fell asleep. I mean, it's been pretty sad, but um, I'm like, like we were talking about off mic, uh, you know, I'm prepping for, you know, a new gig next year. I'm at work every day. I'm working at night. And so it's just been kind of, kind of a gnarly summer, but I'm also gearing up for Comic Con, which we'll talk about in a minute. So you're, put, you're putting the work in on the front end so that you can enjoy the back end of it. Oh, that's the thing, dude. I just want to like power through like two weeks and then like really enjoy my Disney vacation and of course Comic Con. And then I have a really relaxing week off, um, off the grid week off, uh, that I do every year with my in laws and my family. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to have a very stress free and just write the entire time and not stress about work. There you, you know? go. All right, buddy. So let's talk about PUCT. So PUCT stands for passionately, <coughs> excuse me, passionately usual. Uh, Carillion Trap Cantina. And it started off as obviously a lot of us who have been playing Sotor for a long time. Um, you may have heard us on, um, on our live streams for, uh, what's an ops group, but it's, uh, it started off as passionately casual. Obviously, Jesse, um, and all those guys over there, uh, Mox and JT and, um, Sakari and, uh, who else is over there? Um, uh, there's some other folks over there too. I'm sure I forgot somebody. Um, and then obviously the usual me and, uh, Will, and now you, of course, um, Carillion, Carillion Tr- run, um, which obviously stopped, uh, putting out new content, uh, this year, I mean, it was the end of last year, last year. Um, but, um, Heather, who used to be on that show is associated with that. And the trap part of it is Redna who used to have, it's a trap. Uh, podcast, which I don't know how regularly they put content out there, but he is also on um, the council. So the T can stand for the council. It can stand for, I don't know. I'm just kind of letting it all flow there. But um, Elise has been jo- uh, joined us last year um, and she's also on the council and a longtime, um, you know, guild member and all of that. So it's just a big meetup for all the people in San Diego. We drink beers we hang out, we do a podcast, um, and that's pretty much the event. The first year we had Darren DePaul there, which was really great. Obviously, the voice of uh, Emperor Valkorian. Um, we've had we've had a whole lot of fun. Um, last year, I brought a ton of socks from Pippi's Longstockings. Some um, I got some other swag and stuff that I just that we raffled off. So this year, I've got some really really cool stuff planned for that. Uh, so if you're in San Diego and you have any desire to join the crazy people you hear on some of these shows, definitely 
definitely join us. So, and, even and you're, you're coming next year. And even if you're not in San Diego, you can you can yes. join in spirit because I know last year I think Redna periscoped it, which was kind of fun to watch and see everybody having fun. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to do that this year. In a perfect world, I'd have actually a camera that streams uh, to Twitch live or something. I just don't see that happening considering the, the Wi-Fi situation there's a little iffy. So I think what I might do is just buy a little uh, tripod and just maybe put my phone up there um and just periscope or have someone else do it so we might have to periscope again this year but it's nice you can actually check out the stream from last year it's episode 106 and on the website there's a link to redness periscope as well so if you want to see what the past was like you can do that well (laughs) and if you do check out will's microphone skills as he holds it to interview people it's like very professional like oh yeah he's been trained he it was like perfect to like (laughs) it just cracked me up like how professional he was about that yeah he has his moments he has his moments so (laughs) i'll give him that at least Um, so the idea behind the event, it's going to be Friday night of San Diego Comic-Con on the July 20th at about five o'clock. And, um, <laughs> oh, magic. No, yeah. Magic's in the other podcast. Yeah. She's crazy. Um, anyway, uh, magic. Welcome. How you doing? Uh, so Friday night of San Diego Comic-Con, July 20th, 5 PM. Roughly we start meeting up. I usually get there quite a bit earlier than that and set up the tables and the swag and all that stuff. But We usually record a podcast around, uh, we'll shoot for like six o'clock. And I have some, um, maybe some special guests and stuff. I'm pretty excited about this. So um, I'm keeping some, some stuff close to my vest, my friend. So vest, chest, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, One more thing about this is Will uh, has designed not one, but two versions of our Pucked 3 t-shirts. And there's a link in the show notes to both versions of it. Uh, one, I just, I just love it. The one is, it's a picture from the very first uh, cantina, and it's all of us, all the original chunk of us, right? And above it, it says, "We drink and we know things." And on the back, it says, "Pucked three, which is awesome. I was and checking them out earlier today. They're, they're they are pretty awesome. No, they're pretty great. I just ordered mine uh, today, so it should be here well before. We go, and the other one says, "We're the ones Obi Wan warned you about." <laughs> so uh, they're they're great shirts. So hats off to Will for coming through on that one. And then, of course, there's also a link in the show notes to the Extra Life T-shirt too, which we've had ongoing. But if you buy that shirt, obviously the proceeds go to uh, Extra Life, which is great. So, all right, man. Uh, so did I entice you? Are you? Are you... I, I, I'm ready to go next year. I'm definitely ready to go. <laughs> uh, you should go. You should go this year. Come on. Yeah, I'll just you know, <laughs> just jump on a plane, leave an opening. Just, just jump on, a, just jump on a plane, and we'll we'll find a place to put you. Don't don't you just you just don't worry about that. <laughs> anyway, all right, man. So <laughs> that said, we have a great community, and that's regardless of whether people are still producing the podcast they started with, or the content, or even playing the game. We have this amazing community of people and friends that we've made over the years. And um, I know you've played with us at What's an Ops Group. You've heard all these people's voices. Um, last year was a blast hanging out with Elise and Jesse again. Um, and and these guys, uh, uh, Torista, I think, is going to make it this year as well, um, who I've never met, which I can't wait to meet. And just some people who um, have been producing content for this game that we've been playing for a long time. Um, and they're and and it's 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 cool to put a voice to the faces, you know. But it's not like it's awkward. It's like the best thing ever, you know, to actually Absolutely. meet these people. 
you know, so. and I think I've said it before too. It's like, even though you just play through, through SWOTOR, you meet some of these people through SWOTOR. I've actually made more friends through the game than I know, like neighbors in my neighborhood. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of funny the way I, that works. It's funny that way. I know a couple of my neighbors, but, uh, yeah, I know a lot more people through all the years of, 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 uh, of this game and, and just, and, and it's like-minded people and it's people that get together and we've been, and if it's something like what's an ops group, anybody who's been playing in that group for as long as we've been playing in that group, uh, we know them. We just haven't seen their faces. You know what I mean? So it's, there's not like anything weird there. It's like, okay, that's what you look like. Let's have a beer and have some exactly. fun. So, exactly. So, no judgment. It's always good. No, exactly. So, all right, man. So let's get to Star Wars. We got some pretty fun stuff, I think, this week. I was raised to do one thing. nothing to fight for nothing will stand in our way i will finish what you started um i'm gonna start this the the discussion off with uh, a star wars clone wars anniversary panel which is going to be set for San Diego Comic Con, see the segue there mm-hmm. um, for awesome. 2018, and which is cool because this is, I guess, the 10 year anniversary of uh, of the show. Okay, so on Thursday night uh, they're gonna have a 10th anniversary panel for Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and attendees is gonna be in 6 BCF, um, which is a pretty big room actually. Um, Dave Filoni will be there and special guests as well, and they're gonna look back on the series. Um, my guess is there's gonna be um, uh, in the post it says. They're guessing that Ashley Eckstein's going to be there, which she's kind of always there anyway because she's uh, ahead of her universe, which is, has a big presence at Comic Con anyway. Um, but uh, I imagine there'll be some other special guests. I think that's going to be a really cool panel and really hard to get into. So uh, these are the kind of things that if you're thinking about going, by the time you hear this show, it'll be a couple weeks away. Um, if the panel says 11:45 a.m. and it has Star Wars in the title. Don't show up at 1140. Okay. You're not going to get in that room. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the nice things too is, and I'm sure you do it even while you're there for certain things you can't go to is a lot of those things are streamed. So mm-hmm. you're able to watch them, watch them online anyway. So you can kind of catch in on some of the panels or other goings on at, at Comic Con. Yeah, absolutely. And you can catch these things after the fact as well. Um, and there's always highlights posted on YouTube and stuff, but yeah. Um, some of them are streamed. Um, a lot of the offsite stuff, um, a lot of times if they do like interviews and stuff like that are streamed, which is pretty cool too. Um, I have some offsite info, uh, later in the show, but I don't know. This Clone Wars thing, I never finished the Clone Wars, sadly. It's something I've been wanting to go back and finish, but, um, it was most, it was the mostly the reason I haven't finished it is because I wanted to watch it with my kids. And when I was trying to watch it with them, they were a little too young. And some of those, some of those things are a little heavy in the beginning of that show. So, um, they got scared easily. <laughs> that happens. That happens. Yeah. I just make exactly. fun of my kids if they get scared. Yeah. Well, I'm like, really? How scary is this? Do you think the bad guy's going to die right now? Come on. <laughs> you know, but, or the good guy's going to die right now, but here we are. But whatever. Um, all right, man. So let's talk about uh, this new Thrawn book. You oh, got this. 
Yeah. So I am really excited about this. Um, I, you read the first one, I'm assuming, or listened to it. The uh, way I, did. I listened to most of it and I kind of forgot about it, but I'm going to oh, go back. Okay. I'm so, I know. I'm, I re- I'm the worst. No, you're not the worst. <laughs> it's called <laughs> limited amount of time. <laughs> um, the the introduction of Thrawn, some of the, the backstory and the origin was really, really good in that first yeah. book. I likened it to uh, kind of the art of war by Thrawn. Oh. Uh, it's kind of, I guess, the vibe it gave me on it. But the second one that is coming out here in a couple of weeks is um, Thrawn, but he's going to be working with Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. So that is very enticing. And, you know, anything that Timothy's on writes, I'm, I'm down with. So exactly. Yeah. Well, and on that note too, the cover of the book apparently has Anakin standing behind Thrawn as well, which I think is just, it's like one of the coolest pictures. Like, in fact, should be the picture I have up here, which I might change to right now. Um, Cause it's just so cool. Um, but so uh, thoughts on this? What do you, what do you think, dude? I, you read the first one. I, I, like I said, I got about halfway through it. I was like, Oh Yeah. I'm uh, doing I, other things and I forgot. I, I already have it pre-ordered through Audible. So the day it comes out, oh, I'll nice. start downloading. <laughs> nice, nice. And this is the second one in the new, because the first one was Thrawn and this one is, I can't remember the name of it, but this one is, um, uh, this is Thrawn something. Thrawn I can't remember. Alliances. Alliances. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a second. I'll put that picture up because it's sick. Oh, that is so freaking cool looking. You could have left that right over me. I got some kind of funky light situation happening. I'll put it right over your face. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's going to have like an epileptic seizure. I don't know why it's doing that. (laughs) That's awesome. So, um, yeah, man, I love love the idea of the Chiss. Obviously, um, if you've ever listened to any of our stuff from back in the day, I mean, you know, or played with me in Swotor, you know, all my guys are Chiss. Have you ever Um, made a non-Chiss character? I have, but I've since gone back and changed most of them to Chiss. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, if that's not a, and, and it's not necessarily, and granted, I do love the Chiss, but, um, I am a writer and like one of the, the race that I created actually has like lavender skin. And that's the only thing, the closest I can get to that in, um, in Sotor. So that's why I do it for the most part, but which is the first time I've actually said that. So here we are. Wow. Origins. Yeah, we have origins. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, sir. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now that Will's gone, shit, everything's Gosh, open. Here we I go. Just, I just came all my mine after beer. I mean, that's a hell of a lot more creative than mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, dude. So let's talk. Uh, anything else about the Thrawn stuff? No, no, no. Unless you've got anything else on it, I'm just excited for it to come out and can't wait to no. uh, listen to it. Me too, and I think um, hopefully. And speaking of Comic Con, sometimes they have, um, especially if it's Del Rey. I believe it's Del Rey, right? That's putting this book uh-huh, out. It is. Um, what they do at the Del Rey booth, sometimes they'll have someone like a Timothy Zahn signing, right? And then it'll be like not because uh, when is the book released? Because I'm wondering if the timing is going to be right. I want to say it's like July. 26th if i'm not mistaken oh yeah 24th 24th okay yeah so that is right in the middle of comic-con i have a feeling that that book is going to i have a feeling zon's gonna be there and i have a very distinct feeling that he's gonna be sitting there signing books so you can Um, buy the book have him sign it uh uh-huh uh-huh so i will do that and i will buy a couple I'll there get you. you. I'll get you one, buddy. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, I have I have a, a the original one because he was at Indiana Comic Con this year, and I got him to sign. Oh, really? The, okay. The first, yeah, that's right. The first yeah, yeah. copy. So. Uh, that's awesome. 
All right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to figure that out for sure. But yeah, I have a feeling he's going to be there. That's right in the middle of Comic Con. Uh, actually, it's the what is it? The Sunday? Oh no, it's the Tuesday after, isn't it? I bet you it's still there. Yeah, I bet I bet we'll be able to get it. If not, uh, some preview version of it or something. Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, all right, so let's talk spinoff films. There's been some drama since last time we spoke, my friend. Lots and lots of drama. So the drama is um, Lucasfilm is reportedly putting a hold on the standalone films. Now, I've heard a little bit of mixed messages back and forth that may not be confirmed. It might be whatever. Um, what, are your, what are your initial thoughts on, uh, on this? Uh, so... I think it kind of goes back to our previous conversation uh, from last episode. Mm -hmm. I think there was just a little bit, you know, too much of a good thing too soon instead of, uh, you know, having that weight in between. So I kind of get it. But since I was the last person to see Solo, which I literally just saw last (laughs) night. (laughs) Which we'll talk about in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. I don't get why. I don't. Yeah. As a Star Wars fan, I like the content. I like everything yeah. coming out. You know, whether you know from Rebels to you know whatever is going on Star Wars wise, I want to. I'm absorbing it. I'm purchasing it, buying it, watching it, whatever. Um, yeah. But I guess you know there's a lot of good choices out there too with the Marvel stuff happening, and you just maybe it's just bad timing, but. After one, Dude. and I wouldn't even call it failed. It still made yeah. over two hundred million as of this week, and right, that's right. just in the United States. I, I don't. I, I just think that we're they're kind of rushing to judgment based off of one instant one instance of something going yeah. wrong. Well, I I agree. And real quick to backpedal a little bit because I missed Magic's uh, uh <laughs> comment in the in the chat. Ninety percent chiss. Uh, once you get to 100 magic, talk to me, okay? <laughs> um, so back to what you were saying. Yeah, man, I, and we did talk about this last week. And I think, I feel like, honestly, man, the marketing behind Solo was off, personally. Um, that said, I think the how close it was to a very divisive Star Wars film in The Last Jedi was another big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if if The Last Jedi was overwhelmingly loved i think solo would have done better but i i still don't know coming out six months after the other one how much better it would have done in comparison with rogue one because think about it, we were getting a star wars movie a year right mm-hmm. and then rogue one comes out does really well um last jedi comes out does really well divisive in the community obviously and then six months later, we get a spinoff movie. It's not a Rogue One. It there was all this drama with directors and reshoots and everything else. There was, I feel like Disney, if they're hinging their expectations on what happened with Solo, I say give it one more shot. In that, make sure you don't have director issues. Make sure it's not six months on the tails, you know, on the tail end of a movie that, although it did well. The community loved or hated. Do you, do you see where I'm going with this? Absolutely. I think that it's a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction, in my opinion. But and I, and I think one year between is about perfect. That's oh, um, perfect. Yeah. You know, I, I love looking forward to it. And I like it in December too. Yeah. Well, exactly. It reminds me like, oh crap, I got to buy Christmas presents. But yeah. <laughs> it's a, it. You know, I I think it's it's a long enough period of time to make you anticipate 
what's coming next. You know, right. and I like it a hell of a lot better than three and four and ten years between movies. I mean, well, that, exactly. That that's yeah. <laughs> but we also, and I love our community, but but Star Wars fans can be a little fickle at times. You and, think? Yeah, yeah. you think. There, <laughs> I don't know, man. And and I'm thinking about doing this. I, I want to talk about this actually in San Diego. Um, and this is one of the topics I'm thinking about bringing up, but. Um, and I'd like to actually talk to you about it really quickly is the fact that do you think that the Star Wars community and I've heard the negativity from non well not non Star Wars fans but not as hardcore Star Wars fans kind of turning inwards and kind of saying like have Star Wars fans become like this really are we a toxic community now you know what I'm saying I don't think so like you know last week I shared my story about you know kind of making a friendship through the star wars community yeah. and you know obviously we just alluded to that you know prior prior to this with gaming um i don't think so i unfortunately i think we live in an age right now i i call it the age of outrage where uh, yeah small- i almost titled the show and i actually haven't put it out yet i was i'm literally thinking about that'll be the title for this show go ahead <laughs> the uh the kind of I'm trying to find a politically correct way to phrase this, but uh, just the small it. voices, the minority voices, the maybe 5% mm-hmm. suddenly become extremely loud with yep. social media. And I, I don't... I, I call them the vocal minority. Yeah. And you've really got to be able to to filter that out. I mean, and, and it's not just our community. I mean, it's politics. It's everything. And, right. you know, there, there comes a time where you got to kind of think for yourself and filter some of that out and right, right. make your own decisions, make your own judgments about what you think the movies are, what you think the right timing is. You know, some like someone like me, you know, you give me something every month. I'll be there. Yeah, you know, that doesn't right. matter to me. But and I actually think I actually think toxic might have been the wrong word, and I and I apologize because uh, Magic brings up a good point. She's all she doesn't like the new movies, but she's passionate, and I think the passion might be what the is misconstrued sometimes when that's all you're hearing. And then you know, do you, do you see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I don't want to devalue anybody's opinion by any stretch of the imagination you know oh, what they, it, though. oh yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let me contribute to the outrage <laughs> let me feed the system uh skin your words were the, the age of outrage please say what you're gonna say sir <laughs> no i just i just think sometimes it's just wise to take a step back and, and see things yeah. for what they are that's all so and, and no, i'm gonna leave it at that <laughs> well no and i and i you know and i and i know i jumped in there a couple times i wasn't trying to mess up your train of thought but um, I, and I, and I like, one of the reasons I like being part of the Star Wars community is that we're passionate. I mean, if you go into the influencer forums or you go into even the, you know, uh, SWOTOR forums or what, whatever that might be, especially around SWOTOR and Star Wars, right? You have gamers mixed with Star Wars fans and that is, can be very uh, I'm going to use the word interesting at times, right? Um, it's, 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 everybody has a platform. Everybody can be heard, right? So it depends on how much, how much you're hearing from one section, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the people like me, who I enjoy most Star Wars things, some more than others, uh, I'm not going to go and, 
write a blog or go to the forums or tell Musco how much I hate the decision he made. Cause I just, one, I don't have time. And two, I just, I, I don't, they'll figure it out. You know what I mean? And, but the problem is there's a lot of people like me who are just like, Oh, well it'll work out. Or I like the movie and I don't care what other people think. And then there's the people who hate everything and they post 18,000 posts in, in, you know, obviously I'm being a little hyperbole there, but uh, you know, a a hundred posts in, in six months, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I, I think that, I think that putting off, I would like to see this. Okay. So here's the thing. I would like to see this Obi-Wan movie. Okay. And I'm going to try to bring it back to the show. I would like to see this Obi-Wan movie and which is why I don't want them to put the standalones on hold. I want to see this Obi-Wan movie because I love that book Kenobi. And if they do anything even remotely like what John Jackson, John Jackson Miller did with Kenobi, it's going to be amazing. Right. But that said, um, I have a story in here that says the Star Wars Obi-Wan spinoff movie is rumored to be premiering on Disney streaming service. So I don't know if I don't. Okay. So my next question for you, sir, since you're here and you're (laughs) the person answering, do you think there should be uh, on the streaming service, a bunch of, and, and for lack of a better term, straight to DVD movies, Star Wars movies. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't and know how you feel about that. I feel good about it if it is done um, like a Netflix series. Like, or like a Game of Thrones. or Yeah, like, like a, a Game yeah. of Thrones mm-hmm. or like a Daredevil or Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. If it's done in that manner. I'm all yeah. for it. I'm all in. Well, but, and the example, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just saying, but if it's going to be a cheaply made movie <laughs> that just goes straight to, you know what I'm saying? That goes straight I to do. the streaming service and we're going to prop it up there and say, Hey, look, we're putting this brand new star Wars material here, but it's not, you know, what we're used to with the standards right. of star Wars, then my vote would be no. Yeah. I, I, the, the the example that I'm thinking of right now um, is the movie Bright. Did you see Bright? I did. It's on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that was a good example of what a higher budget, straight to a streaming platform film, fantasy sci-fi film could be. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I, 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 whatever you thought of Bright aside, I actually, I enjoyed the film. Yeah, I liked but it a lot, actually. I liked I liked the quality of it. I liked the story. I liked I liked the high call, uh, caliber actors they got for it. Um, and I think if they were to take that approach to Star Wars films, especially spinoff films, why not? Why not do? They're gonna have. I mean, they're gonna ha- Disney's gonna have to have something like that to compete with a Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Netflix puts out their own movies and their own TV shows. What every week? Pretty much. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, can you produce them? They have a lot of back. Their back catalog is really vast, obviously, with Disney. You, have a little, you know, you have the animation and every, and the Marvel and the Star Wars and everything in between. But what new stuff are you going to put out there, right? So if they can put content out like that, I think that would be kind of cool. So if – let me ask you this. If Disney yeah. puts that on there, um, you know, I mean, we all – 
at least I, I have limited finances as to what I'm going to spend my money on, right? So, <laughs> yes, we all do. <laughs> if, yeah, right. <laughs> so if Disney, if you were on the fence as to if you were going to go with a Disney streaming service and you knew that they were going to be releasing Star Wars material onto it on a regular basis, would that entice you to purchase it? It uh, Yes, it would in that. Let me just put it this way. There, I think they'd be stupid if it was more than 10 to 15 bucks a month, right? Mm-hmm. Most people, not most people, I don't want to make sweeping generalizations, but I pay for Hulu, which is like eight bucks, Netflix, which might be 20 now. I don't know. Um, you know, y- y- you pay for these little things. You don't really think about it. Um, and you know, I spend, you know, if you go and get a drink at a bar, you're going to spend 20 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't really think about another streaming service. Only in that, I don't, I, I don't, I want to make sure it's something I'm consuming and using. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I know for, I know for me with the Disney one, uh, my kids will have a non, uh, an almost infinite amount of stuff they can watch that I loved as a kid, right? I'm hoping they open up the entire animation catalog, right? Maybe with exception of Song of the South. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, and, not do that one. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. <laughs> racist much uh but i mean you know w- with the exception of maybe that film but i mean going back and watching like um you know a black cauldron or a sword in the stone or something like that without having to pull out a dvd out of my closet would be really cool and the kids and there's a lot of stuff we didn't buy that the kids would really like to watch right um and not only that you have the clone wars you have rebels you have um every disney movie every marvel movie right so or every disney movie every star wars movie so i mean i think there's enough there to warrant um, you know, a $10 a month thing, especially if there's new stuff coming out. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And, you know, I'll definitely buy it if Hey Jesse is a part of the catalog. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So we also have the Disney shows that my kids already watch, like yeah, exactly. Jesse and Bonked and whatever other madness they're watching. I don't know. I was up at the cabin with my, with my uh, nephew and my parents and stuff uh, last weekend. I'm just like, what are you guys watching? It's like a Jesse spinoff, you know, where they're like at oh, camp, and I'm yeah, like, they're at the camp Whoa. thing. Yeah, my kids watch that too. <laughs> and there's like, there's like three of them. I'm like, this is this is a lot of Jesse, but they love it, you know. And I mean, if if that's what I if if I, look if my kids get that much enjoyment, you know, for ten bucks a month, even fifteen bucks a month, that's fine with me. Yeah. On top of that, getting new Star Wars stuff, that's cool with me too. So, so anyway. Uh, there we go. So, in other words, so, we'll, we'll both be buying it. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think what we've decided is we're both going to go ahead and sign up. <laughs> there goes Hulu. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there was any any scenario where I didn't sign up. But, I mean, I, I, like, I feel better you asking me that question. So, at least I could justify why I'm spending another 15 bucks a month on another thing. You know right. what I'm saying? So, well, yeah, anyway. it's easy. You know, my friends are doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... John's doing it, wife. Yeah. I mean, I got to do it. Right? Exactly. And she'll, she'll understand. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Before we get out of Star Wars, man, let's talk about some episode nine stuff. Um, so there's there's this rumor that Lando's going to appear in episode nine. Um, and Billy D. Williams Lando, not, you know, obviously the other one. Uh, but um, his, I guess there's like these Twitter, like people are hitting up his son on Twitter. Asking yeah. a bunch of stuff. 
and some of it's kind of some of it's kind of funny it is it, it's kind of weird to be it honest with you because he, he's like so it's almost like he was playing with people you know it's like so i think you're i think he's this trolling, out of context dude. you context you're <laughs> because he's not a moron he knows his audience right mm-hmm. he knows it's the star wars community is going to pick apart every little thing he says so, so when yes. he puts on here, do not ask me about Lando rumors. I can neither de- deny or confirm anything. I am clueless, so speculate as you will. Seriously. So, is it like, seriously, ha ha ha, or is it like, no, seriously, leave me alone? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, um, and, and if you, <laughs> you, there's one little part on there. Before he put seriously, he had LOL. And right. then he took that out and put seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I think he's messing with people too. Yeah, I, I I like to think that he's trolling the whole community, and this is funny. Um, I don't know. I think I think all of this aside with his son, I think it'd be cool to see Lando show up. Um, especially on the heels of the uh, solo movie, I think that would make sense. I was bummed he wasn't in the last one or in the new trilogy at all. So even just a reference or a, or a scene or something would be kind of cool. Not just fan service, but you know have it be part of the story have it be i i don't know i mean i'm not writing star wars movies but i mean you know have it have it mean something and have his presence mean something you know sure. and i think that'd mean a lot to billy d who i mean you know he's no spring chicken if you've ever seen him recently no plus <laughs> you know i i think there's you know they've kind of paid tribute obviously with the with the main three but mm-hmm. i mean you know if you're gonna have akbar and there, mm-hmm. the least you can do is have Lando in there. That's the way I exactly. look at it. I'm not saying kill him off. I'm just saying just something. Right. Um, and there is an, and on that note, thinking of people returning to episode nine, uh, will Obi-Wan, there's some rumor that he might return to episode nine. Yep. You and McGregor, mm-hmm. which I actually think, so this kind of segues into something, another story that I saw somewhere that I didn't put in here, but but we were both talking about this, so why don't you go ahead and say what you think? Oh, no, I just, you know, well, number one is, you know, McGregor wants to play that part again, and he's, uh, you know, he's made uh, that. We very, all want that for him. Yeah, exactly, and he's made it very publicly <laughs> known that he wants to do it. So why not? I mean, you know, yeah. you got, you know, he's passionate about it, he wants to do it. Right. You give him the right storyline. Um, you know, something in there obviously would have to be as a force ghost, but, you know, put him in there. I mean, I, I don't see any yeah. harm in it. Well, and I mean, obviously, I mean, it'd be a force ghost, but so, okay. So every year up while I was teaching English, I kind of book in my year with Star Wars. At the end of the year, I showed him the Force Awakens the last three years, right? So what I, what I did was I always show movies to my students with the subtitles on, mostly because I have students of every, um, you know, learning level or whatever. And, and I want them to pick up on dialogue and stuff. So that said, there's that scene in The Force Awakens where Ray touches the lightsaber and there's that force dream thing, mm-hmm. right? With all if the you voices. Watch that with, yeah, if you watch that with the subtitles, Obi-Wan is talking, Yoda is talking, right? So the speculation is that if Obi-Wan comes back as a force ghost, JJ could maybe retcon the your parents are nothing kind of thing because he did speak to her then right and i mean maybe he's related you know and i always hoped that she was related to obi-wan but whether that's the case or not could ewan mcgregor come back and mentor ray at a time where she really needs someone luke's dead right Mm -hmm. uh uh 
Ray, um, Kylo Ren is a crazy person, which I think is important. Um, so she, so she, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she doesn't really have anybody and not, and at this point in her journey, she doesn't need a mentor, but at the same time, I think she kind of does. She needs some guidance, I think, right? She's not going to find it Leia because who knows how they're going to deal with that. Um, she's kind of just hanging out there. So I, I honestly think that, um, I don't know. Bringing Obi-Wan as, as a force ghost to guide Ray as he guided Luke after death, I think would be kind of, kind of nice. I agree. I agree. And, you know, I guess we'll find out, you know, a little over a year. Oh. Yeah. We'll so. find out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know, man. I, and I want you and McGregor to do this. I honestly do. Um, most people do. He was great in the role. Um, magic seconds us. Oh, she agreed with us. Yay. Um, yeah, I want to see him do it as well. Um, and I think it would fit the story and, and they, they don't necessarily have to go back and say, well, you know, now that Obi-Wan's in the picture, you know, Ray's parentage is, is clear and he's going to come explain something, but it would be kind of interesting because he explained Luke's parentage to him, but straight out lied to him. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe. Ray was being lied to by Kylo Ren, and now Obi Wan's going to come back and say, "Oh, actually, you're my great granddaughter," or some madness. I don't know, dude. You, you, you see where I'm going with this? I do, I do. And you know, obviously, he has practiced lying, so he could come and lie to Ray. Yeah, you just come in and lie to everybody. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, man. So, last thing in Star Wars, um, there's a Steam sale. As there usually is. Uh, hella classic Star Wars games are up for sale. I think the sale ends like, I think the 5th or the 6th or something of July. Um, all kinds of stuff on there. And I'm only putting that in there because like just about every Star Wars title is under there. So if there's something you miss, a KOTOR, you know, KOTOR's in there. Um, oh, there's and everything else. So crazy amount of games in there. I pulled that up oh, yeah. earlier. I was like, what's this? When I, when I pulled it up, I'm like, good grief. <laughs> I didn't know there were that yeah. many Star Wars titles out. So. Oh, there's some great ones, too. And some of the ones I played way back in the day are available again. So um, we have a link in the show notes. Obviously, you don't it's not difficult to get to Steam, so you don't need our link. But, um, you know, uh, if you're interested in old school, old school Star Wars games, do it now. That is your time. You've been warned. All right, man. So last section, last section. <laughs> let's make that happen. All right, let's get into this. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Uh, so, top of the show, I, did we talk about this last week? We glossed over it a little bit, didn't we? The Chris Harbrick stuff? Uh, yeah, we didn't touch on it. We didn't. Okay, I didn't think so. Okay, so I think this happened after we recorded. There's some weird lag between when we record and when I'm releasing stuff. Um, mostly so it doesn't look like we are as lame as we are. All right, so the Chris Hardwick stuff. Let's talk about this before my daughter comes in. Um, yeah, <laughs> good, so, good timing. Right? So Chris Hardwick, obviously there's this all this drama. And the only reason I'm bringing this up in this section is because this is directly linked with San Diego Comic-Con and just geek culture. Like I was bummed when this happened, only in that Chris Hardwick was one of those people like as a podcaster, as a person who loves geek culture and, is a, and, and looks to other people doing things in the geek world and really spearheading geek culture. Chris was one of them. The Nerdist, you know, although he stepped away from that a couple years ago, you know, the Nerdist podcast, he does game shows, he does, he moderates like every major 
awesome panel at San Diego Comic-Con, right? And obviously um, his ex, um, ex-wife, right? Or ex-girlfriend? Ex, one of the two. Yeah, ex-wife, I, I believe. I, I think it was ex-wife. Um, said, um, you know, has these claims. She posted this thing about claims of, of sexual abuse. Um, he's come back and said some stuff. I don't want to get into the back and forth of it. And honestly, whether it's true or not, I was just bummed that someone that prominent geek culture is also mirroring some of these claims from, uh, you know, people really high up in like, uh, movies and TV and stuff. Like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Like the Weinsteins of the world. Right. But the main thing that I wanted to bring up with Chris is that he, um, unlike the other ones, and this has been said in other places, but unlike the other ones, um, no one else has come up and said, oh yes, he did do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And his wife actually, um, made a a statement, uh, yesterday or today that basically said, um, that, that came to his defense, which, Mm -hmm. which, you know, take it forever you want. All of that said, uh, he has been dropped by AMC and his show obviously is what the talking dead after the walking dead. Right. Yeah. Actually, Um, I I don't think he's been dropped. He's just on hiatus from it. Okay. Until things. Well, yeah, I don't know if they've officially got rid of him all the way Mm -hmm. yet. Right. Um, and so I don't know about that hundred percent, but yeah, I mean, they basically said right now we're not talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the, the thing that bums me out more than anything really is, well, not really, but that's a big hit to geeks is his moderation of San Diego Comic-Con panels. Pretty much right before this got announced, he got announced to do the big Doctor Who panel um, this year, uh, which is the first female doctor. Um, the whole cast was going to be there. He got announced to moderate and he moderates, you know, dozens of panels anyway, but that was a big one. And now he will not be moderating any of the San Diego comic-con panels at all. So, um, I don't know. I don't Any thoughts. Yeah. I, in the article too, it says something there. Um, uh, another ex-girlfriend, um, uh, actually came out in his defense, um, oh, saying, you know, during okay. the relationship, nothing like that happened. He's a you know good guy, whatever. So yeah. I, you know, I, I, I guess it's just you know, the way that, you know, once again, that I think is mm-hmm. kind of an innocent until proven guilty thing. Um, but think about this, man. And this is it. All of us have. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for you here, but I've had some crappy relationships mm-hmm. and I've not been my best self in those relationships. Sure. You, do you see what I'm saying? And Absolutely. I think that that's I think that's the I think to me, that's kind of where I'm at with this whole thing right now is like. They didn't work together, those two people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, I don't. I don't know. It's just. I mean, obviously, I'm not being accused of the things he's being accused of, but that's a different thing, right? So. I think that there's some extraordinarily positive things coming out of this Me Too movement, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. You know, <sighs> I think it makes for safer work environments when more attention is brought to this. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think of my own daughters eventually going into the workforce or, you know, mm-hmm. being around people and maybe some of the behaviors that may have been previously accepted or comments, they're not going to have to deal with that because there'll be more focus and attention on it. So that right. makes, that makes me very happy. So I, I don't want to discount it, but at the same time, 
I think we have to be really careful on a lot of these things not to automatically rush to judgments and potentially ruin somebody's life over right. what one person is saying until it's kind right. of, you know, unless there's there's more to it or it can be definitively proven. Well, and again, this and that's what I was saying earlier is that, you know, it's not like 10 other women stood up and said, oh, yeah, Chris Hardwick's an asshole. You know what I mean? It's like. You know, unlike Bill Cosby and Weinstein and all these, you know, mm-hmm. do you see where I'm going with this, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think, honestly, I think, man, um, and, and again, I can't speak to anybody and their relationships and what, and what happens in those relationships. I mean, that's why they call them relationships. It's, it's an intimate thing. It's something that is between two people. But going back to what we were saying earlier, when we live in a world where everybody has a platform and every, you know, someone with the, uh, with the listenership and an agenda could do something like this on purpose too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that's what his ex is doing. I mean, I'm sure that relationship sucked. And if you see those tweets, it, it sucked, right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, it is what it is, but um, you know, I, I'm not discounting any of it, but again, you know, I just think that, uh, and I like what you said about, about the positive stuff coming out of this, you know, um, I'd like to think that my kids will have a better working environment and fair wages and all that kind of stuff uh you know when when they get to the workforce you know mm-hmm. so anyway anything else about this i didn't no. want to i didn't want to spend a lot of time on it uh mostly it was just the comic-con stuff that uh i felt was a little bit interesting but i knew they had to do it but at the same time like you know i don't know no i mean you you almost have to liken it to a uh to a workplace incident you know, a lot yeah. of times somebody's, you know, we're just going to remove you from the situation until we investigate mm-hmm. and figure out what's happened. And, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, to... we're going to, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you come back in two weeks and we'll yep. talk to you. you know? Exactly. So. <laughs> All right. All right, dude. So let's, uh, more positive note, uh, MTV's <laughs> doing some rebooting. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you, I don't know if you watch these. These are two of my favorite shows on MTV. Once MTV kind of stopped playing music and started doing like really funky animated stuff, like two, these two are my favorite, Daria and Aeon Flux. Okay, so Daria and Aeon Flux. Um, I don't know if you watched either of these. Did you watch either of them? I did not, no. No? Okay, so Daria was great. Daria was um, just a, a deadpan main character, hated everything. Um, just, just a wonderful show if you're late teens, uh, you know, uh, early 20s. Uh, just... I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with the reboot on that. And Eon Flux, um, obviously, they did a uh, movie, now, what, a few years ago, was it? Um, with Charlize Theron, was it? I, I think yeah, it was one or was two it, years was ago. Was it Charlize Theron? I want to get the... I think they have it in here. But anyway, I loved the animation. I loved... Uh, it was... Oh, yeah. It was part of Liquid Television in the 90s. There was all kinds of funky stuff like this. Um and it was there was only there was only so many episodes of it, but I I loved rewatching those. They were they were weird. They were kind of weirdly oh, sexy, were, but also were, terribly violent. <laughs> super weird. I, yeah. I can actually. I think we had had this discussion before, and you'd asked me if I ever watched. I think I watched one show of that, and mm-hmm. she was jumping off of like this huge tower or something, and down into yeah. some, you know, and just so many funky things were happening I'm like man what is going on here i haven't tried a that couple much. of uzis <laughs> yeah, shooting exactly. hella people exactly 
<laughs> yeah, dude. So I'm excited to see where they go with this MTV. You know, I won't watch it on t- MTV probably, but you know, I'll catch them um, some way, shape, or form. But I, I like both those shows, and you know, we're in the age of reboots, man. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it'd be interesting to see where they go with it. Uh, what do we got? Oh, you got something else in here. Is that happening already? Damn it, it's happening already. Yes. Oh, go yeah. Ahead. I, I didn't. I didn't put a link in here. I just. As a reminder, right. Luke Cage season two released this week. Um, yeah. I have not watched any of it. Um, I'm sure that because that's one that my wife will watch with me. Yeah. Um, Same so, here. And actually, that's a good point. It came out this week, right? Like today? Uh, yesterday, I believe, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. But I also know that once we start watching it, it's, you know, <laughs> there, there will be minimal sleep <laughs> because right. we'll start you know, binge watching it. But um just as well, a reminder. the wife and I really liked the first one. The first season was great. And she didn't finish Jessica Jones with me, which I was sad about because I love that one. I haven't watched season two mostly because of that. Um, and we watched uh, Daredevil, most of Daredevil together. Mm-hmm. But she really liked, she really, really liked Luke Cage. So. Yeah, Luke Cage was a little bit different. I think the fact that, I don't know, just the setting and... Mm. Um, the the music i i love the music in luke cage so i I think that it kind of helps the show roll along a little bit better yeah i think it was a combination of the music and the themes for us like you know having having it be this um you know the you know focusing on the black neighborhoods in harlem and and that kind of thing i thought that was i thought that was really really um it was cool man it was a (laughs) such a cool show uh so i'm excited about that um so definitely i'll be checking that out in the next couple weeks before i go on vacation for sure um all right man so let's we only have a few more things here let's get to movies uh did you watch the quiet a quiet place no i have not i haven't either but i want to but that said those writers are adapting stephen king's the boogeyman (laughs) and making a movie out of it have you read the book (laughs) I have not no. Either have I. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I don't. A, I don't do the horror thing. So I'm a big Stephen King fan, though, man. But I avoided some of the stuff. I avoided it. I avoided. I liked his. I liked the. I liked the. Um, the Dark Tower stuff. I liked Insomnia. I liked. I read. You know, I was part of the Stephen King book club when I was younger. Like I, I have a lot. Of, I used to have a lot of those books in hardcover and loved a lot of his stuff. But there's certain books I never read. You know, uh, mostly because I can't deal all the way with the horror stuff but um the boogeyman would be interesting man i think uh, that's gonna make all the money i mean as well as it did uh i think the stephen king and there's all the tv stuff coming for stephen king right now in his older age i mean he's really hitting a uh hitting a stride <laughs> no, he's done well <laughs> i mean you because know, that for book sure. is what 45 years old is that what i oh, heard yeah. for, for, 45 years old oh yeah yeah that's that's insane right to write a book 45 years ago and be like, oh, I'm almost 70, but or, se- or I'm 70 something. I don't know how old he is now, but um, oh, I guess it'll be made into a movie now. That's pretty cool. Hey, <laughs> if we could all have that much longevity, that would be great. <laughs> exactly. There's only so many Stephen Kings in the world. Oh, in fact, there's only one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Jurassic World, uh, Fallen Kingdom, shockingly, is doing well. What? What? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's crazy, right? Have you seen it? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I haven't seen it yet. Have you? No, no, nah, no. Nah. I, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, while I was working the night it came out, I just, I wasn't chomping at the bit to see it. You know, opening night, but you know, I, I, I'll probably see it before it leaves the theater. I like seeing those kind of movies in the theater. So, um, and I saw the the other one, which I enjoyed. You know, 
uh, Jurassic World. So that was good. So and I'll, I love, I'll check I love it out. Chris Pratt. So, and that's the other thing. Saying. I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just about anything he does is great. Um, but that opened to $150 million opening weekend. So that's good. Yeah, right. You think? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. And you got some Spider-Man news. What do you got? Yeah. I, I thought this was kind of cool. It's just kind of a little add on. Um, but they are introducing Silk to the Spider-Verse. Um, so th- there will be a standalone movie. Um, the character's name is uh, Cindy Moon. And okay. she is a Korean-American woman who is actually bitten by the same spider that Peter Parker was bitten by. Um, really? It has a-, a lot of the same powers, but just, yep, so we'll be in a, a female form instead. But oh. I-, I thought, hey, this is kind of cool. You know, it's, you know, kind of developing those next female led superhero stories. So I think those are always kind of cool. No, I like that. And, uh, and, you know, there's, you know, with spider Gwen is the other one, I think too. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, I I think that'd be cool, man. I I'm excited about, I'm kind of stoked about the spider verse thing, like the venom and all this stuff. I think it's going to be neat. So might as well, uh, expand on them while they can. Might as well. And what else you got? You got something for Spider-Man too. What? Yeah. So, um, by accident oh god uh, through, shocking yeah through social media imagine that uh tom holland actually uh, accidentally released the title <laughs> of the next spider-man movie which is gonna <sighs> be uh yeah. far from home nice. so i mean you know don't know any of the storyline far from home yeah, yeah like any, <laughs> you know, something outside of new york are we going to be on a planet you know what's happening right. there but uh i thought that was kind of yeah kind of neat that you know, it was totally by accident. It just happened to be on his iPad or something, and it was visible. So, well, Tom Holland is lucky. He's adorable because he's going to get himself in trouble. Yeah, if he does, if he keeps if he keeps leaking things, his the, as much as everybody loves him as Spider Man, he's uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to get he's going to get in trouble one of these days. Yeah, so. he's he's going to get muted pretty quickly. I think. Yeah, and be like, so if you want to be in these movies, you cannot be on social media, you right. know, or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, man. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm excited to see what that happens with that. I love, I love Spider-Man: Homecoming. That was oh, so much fun. Incredible. I, lo- it, yeah. it was, I, I likened it to that. That was my Spider-Man that I yeah. grew up with. Yeah. That, those, yeah. that was kind of based off of the same, you know, same yep. attitude of Spider-Man that I liked. So that was, a, that was an awesome. Exactly. Movie. Um. All right. So, oh, we have a follow-up to this. I, I was gonna put this in here, and I saw you already did. So lead the way, my friend, Disney. Okay. So. Uh, Comcast kind of got into the bidding war for Fox a little bit right. later than what, you know, after Disney's initial bid had been placed. Um, and so they, uh, Disney increased their bid to $71.3 billion in cash and shares up from 52 billion from what they had before. It's so a dumb amount of money. It's just so it's, ridiculous. It's, it's crazy because uh, what did they what did they pay for star wars was it four billion almost five it almost was like 4.7 or 4.8 something like that so i mean 71.3 billion <laughs> that's just, that's crazy man it's insane <laughs> that, that mouse makes a lot of money <laughs> that's all i know well, it, but what's funny is it, it's hard to wrap your mind over around that much money but if you if you think about the amount of money going out for, I mean, coming in and going out every day from Disney, I mean, 
I'd hate to see. I would love to see, you know, what their margin is or whatever. Right. But I mean, Disneyland alone makes, you know, millions a day, probably, let alone every movie, which, you know, the good ones make a billion mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, I don't know. It's all crazy. It's it's just, it's just so much money. It's hard to wrap your mind around. So is, so Disney's really going after him, huh? Yeah. I don't know if Comcast will be able to compete with that kind of an offer because it, it was like 20, substantially higher than what comcast had had offered so and i'm I'm sure comcast could maybe match it but i don't think they'll be able to do honestly i don't think they'll be able to do what disney can do with fox and fox and disney really needs fox Mm -hmm. um at least the properties involved with their marvel universe and stuff they're gonna need to they're they're gonna pay as much as they they need to i think to get all that you kind of hook. You can kind of hook it back up to the streaming service too. Mm-hmm. If they start mm-hmm. that, there's there's more material. You know, exactly. Another draw. I mean, right? Exactly. So I think um, I think Disney's gonna win. I'm just gonna put it out there right now. But Comcast, good on you. Keep trying. <laughs> um, all right. So <laughs> so I, do you know who Trevor Noah is? Do you watch the Daily Show? I. I do not know. I'm, okay. I'm not a, That's a huge Trevor Noah fan. <laughs> to, oh, no worries. So, uh, but but Trevor Noah, he, I like I like him a lot, obviously. But he, um, you know, he took over for um, John. The name, the last name, just for a minute. John Stewart. There it is. John Stewart um, at the Daily Show. So what's cool is he was actually in Black Panther. Apparently, he was Wakandan's version of Jarvis. Okay. In the movie, and I have to rewatch it now and listen because so when I guess um, uh, Shuri was talking to uh, the software and there was people talking back, that was his voice. So gotcha. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's. I mean, there was a lot of cameos, obviously, in the Star Wars movies and stuff like that with uh, Kevin Smith and some other people with stormtroopers and stuff. So oh, that was kind of cool. Um, oh, real quick, and have Kevin have Feige. Good night, magic. Oh, good night, Magic. Later. We're almost done. Peace. Um, Kevin Feige uh, reveals that we're going to get probably some announcement about Avengers 4 and the title and when to expect it and all that um, on the heels of um, Captain Marvel, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of what they're doing going forward hinges upon what's going on in that film. So I think that's going to be interesting to kind of wait for, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm excited to to get to that point because... The way that it was left, and I just want to save some of my theories are right or not yeah, as yeah. to how it's going to play out. So yeah, we're testing all the theories. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then Ant Man the Wasp, which comes out I think tomorrow, a couple days from now, Thursday July six. Uh, oh no, not 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 this week, but next week. Uh-huh. Um, one hour and fifty eight minutes is rumored, and and I did see something else to say there is going to be an after credit sequence as well, so that makes sense too. That's going to keep it in line with all the other Marvel stuff, so. Um, uh, you stoked to that? Or are you going to go see that movie uh, when yeah, it comes out? Absolutely, absolutely. I love the first also, one; it's still one of my favorites. <laughs> so, just it was so funny. It was so funny, man. I there were moments of that I just I I like Paul Rudd too. Paul Rudd, he's just um, I just I just like him, and it's kind of like the Chris Pratt thing. It's like if he's in a thing, I'll watch it and I'll make I'll laugh because of it, you know. Yeah, so and I like that. I don't I don't know if they played the trailer uh before Solo at your theater. For uh, yeah, Wasp. they did. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I just there was some things I hadn't seen before on other trailers that are online, and I was laughing when the, he goes to their 
security agency now. He's like, yeah, uh-huh. it's funny that you came to us because we robbed you. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Remember we robbed it? Remember? Remember? And they're like, yeah, we yeah. got it. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, man. So let's do uh, a couple more things and then we'll get out of here. So Smod News, Kevin Smith Land. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but Comic Book Men, which I don't know if you watched, but I watched the first couple seasons. Um, I would, l- I've always known I was going to go back and watch it, but I listened to all their podcasts and everything else. So like kind of always feel like I'm there. Um, but Comic Book Men after seven seasons has been canceled by AMC. So hey, seven seasons is still a pretty good run. It is. Um, and I recently listened to the Tell em Steve Dave and the Smod, um, uh, Smodcast episodes um, on the heels of this announcement, and they're talking about what they're doing next. You know, mm-hmm. um, tell them Steve Dave, which is um, one of my all time favorite podcasts. It's Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers, it's Walt and Brian from, um, if you don't know him from anywhere else, Comic Book Man, um, and obviously Kevin's movies. Uh, those three guys sitting around every week with some other rotating people, but. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Um, they are taking to Patreon and doing a bunch of stuff. I've become a patron. Five bucks a month. You get a back catalog of a bunch of cool stuff. Um, so I'm glad to see them taking to Patreon and making some money to kind of... I mean, it's not going to offset their TV money probably, but um, but it is going to be something, which which I'm happy about. Um, so I'm stoked for those guys. Uh, I know it sucks to see their TV show go, but um, honestly, Seven Seasons is really good. Mm-hmm. So uh what else we got oh <laughs> i don't know why i throw this stuff in here but Dungeons and dragons there's a new board game that's coming out which i'm excited about because uh it's hard to get people to play D and it takes a long time mm-hmm. so a board game even that takes two hours as opposed to the 12 hours it would to be to play part of a D campaign would be um pretty cool so i have a link in the show notes to that i'm not gonna sit here all day and talk about it but no, I, uh, actually it's funny you said that because zeke my you know, my soon-to-be freshman actually said something mm-hmm. that some of the people that he's met in summer PE um, so far this year have uh, they play D and D. So he started asking me really? questions about it. I'm like, okay, I haven't played it since I was a teenager, but let me tell you yeah. some things about D and D. He's like, so there's no like, so when you make a character, do you do that online? I'm like, no, <laughs> online. <laughs> yeah. no, it's called paper. Yeah. Paper. I said it's called theater of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And I miss, I miss my D and D group, man. I mean, you know, we're all all over the place right now, but hopefully we'll get back together at least once this summer. But, um, but having a D and D board game is pretty interesting. And I know that this is on the heels of a couple of other announcements. Um, I know Wizards of the Coast is doing a pretty good job right now, especially with Fifth Ed D&D and some of their other stuff um, to really kind of streamline some of this stuff, man, and make it more accessible because people like people like making pretend, man, you know, and and to be able to do that without being bogged down by all these rules that, you know, from the 70s or 60s or whatever, when D, you know, 70s when D&D came out, it's it's a big deal. So I think that's good. Anything else on this? Oh, no. I was going to say, you know, I need to get you out to Indianapolis in, in August because we have the big uh, Gen Con is out here oh, every August. At the, God, I would love to do that. At the That'd be Center. so cool. And Sun King comes out with a beer and they name it, you know, something new each year, you know, just no specifically for Gen Con. It's kind of fun. Is that towards the end of August? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. It's actually, no, no. Actually, I think it's right in the middle of August, if I'm not mistaken. Right in the middle? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, it's always right when I'm starting school. Damn. Uh, we'll have to do that, dude. We'll have to do that. Give me, give me a year. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll get to San Diego first and then we'll trade off. Yeah. Next yeah. Year. <laughs> so, so next year you go to San Diego and then I'll, and then I'll go to Gen Con. All right. Okay? Sounds good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So speaking of cons, oh, good segue. Yeah. Um, last segment. I'm not going to go through all this stuff. I have links to all of it, mostly because uh, we talked about Con Con, uh, San Diego Comic Con at the top of the show. But um, there's been a bunch of announcements this week about panels and offsites and exclusives and all this stuff. Um, the big news is so one offsite party. There's gonna be a throwback dance, like a '90s throwback dance, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I think that's gonna be on a Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken. Wednesday or Thursday. Um, the DJ is DJ Rufio. Um, so I don't know. It costs money. It's a whole thing. I have, there's a link in the show notes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be on Thursday night. So that's interesting. The other thing is there's a bunch of panels that got announced. The big ones are Lionsgate. First, I'm going to say what's not coming. Lionsgate's not coming. Um, and there was some speculation. Well, they're not coming to Hall H or doing their screenings. And the one speculation with this is uh, Lionsgate's in charge of Hellboy. And they were talking about that was going to be something that was going to happen. But um, I, I'm going to keep an eye on this because I think although they're not doing a Hall H thing, um, they might be doing something else. So I don't like counting people out like that. Uh, there's going to be Disney Channel. Speaking of Disney, uh, is doing a massive um, run of panels. And basically, it's going to be DuckTales, Big Hero 6, the series, um, and, and a bunch of other stuff. And again, there's a link in the show notes to that. There's another one called Star vs. the Forces of Evil, um, Big City Greens. So I haven't heard of those two, but, you know, uh, with this stuff, with the animated stuff, a lot of the voice cast shows up. And if you've ever been to a panel, man, where the voice actors are there, it's so much fun. It's so cool. Um Back in my early days, there was a panel for all the companions from Sotor, or a lot, some of the companions from Sotor, and that was one of the coolest panels you got to see. Um, just having people doing their voices for the companions was pretty cool. So anyway, that would be fun. Yeah, uh, Nickelodeon is doing a big one as well, uh, and this is I have a link in the show notes to this: Ninja Turtles, Invader Zim, um, and what else we got here? Uh, those are the two big ones. And then what else we got? Fox. What is Fox doing? They got a bunch of cool stuff. So Fox is going to be doing a on Friday, Bob's Burgers, uh, and the Passage. Saturday is gonna be The Simpsons, American Dad, The Gifted, and The Orville, which I'm actually really excited about. I wish it wasn't. Oh, Saturday I can maybe pull that off. Um, I love the Orville. Uh, do you ever watch that? It's Seth MacFarlane's like take on Star Trek. No, I have not watched that one. Uh, it's I've heard it's you guys talk wonderful. about it before. I think I've heard you talk about it before. I'll have to yeah. check that out. Oh, it's it's wonderful. It's so good. Watch it. Um, and then I have a one more link in the show notes that's just a full on deal of just every announced panel so far, which I'm not going to run through. But previously updated ones are the Predator is going to be in Hall H, which is the biggest one. Um. There's going to be a shooting clerks, which is ABC's TV's comic book men are going to be there. Um, and Kevin Smith and them, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, what else? There was something else. Oh, we talked about the Clone Wars one. And there was one other. Oh, Adventure Time is the other one that got announced. Um, so that's going to be there as well. So there's all kinds of stuff, man. 
All kinds of stuff. Um, I'm just going through The Gifted, Orville, Simpsons, Steven Universe, Supergirl, all this. Oh, man. Oh, it's going to be crazy. But And I'll end up not going in any of them. The other one that I put a note in here is The Toys That Made Us. Uh, I mentioned this with you before, haven't I? That show on Netflix. Uh, uh, you and Will have talked about it before. I have yeah. not seen it. Have you? Oh, you got to see it. Oh, okay. it's great. Yeah. So they're apparently going to have a panel as well. And Riverdale, which um, my wife and I really, really like that show. That's going to be in Hall H this year, which means I probably won't see it because that's a long time waiting. But um, I think so, that's So just that's out of curiosity, cool. what's the average wait time to get into a Hall H event? Well, some people line up a day or two ahead of time. A day or and two. And then camp. Yeah. And then oh. they do like a wristband thing. It's a whole thing, dude. Uh, don't get me started. But without without some of the bigger... Um, without Marvel, without, um, a couple of the other big ones that aren't come HBO, um, and some other ones not coming to the convention this year. Um, I think Hall H might not be a part, you know, camp all night affair this year, which I'm, which is kind of cool. Like I've actually walked into Hall H. I saw, well, that one year I saw Kevin Smith was because, um, you know, J.J. Abrams before Force Awakens took everybody out of there and went to a free concert. So I got to see I was like I was like fourth row <laughs> to see Kevin Smith. But that's a different thing. But uh, but I, I, it's nice. I actually went last year and saw the Doctor Who panel in Hall H on Sunday. So that was really cool, too. So, I mean, you know, it's it's not always that long of a wait. It just kind of depends on it's it's really circumstances, you know, what's before what the lineup's like that day, what's going on outside of that and everything else. So, um, But there are people who basically just sleep in the Hall H line yeah. and stay in there the whole weekend. I so, couldn't do that. Yeah, neither could I. I like to like leave. I like to like, I like to walk around. I like to see the sun. I know it's crazy. But anyway, as much as I love consuming content, I have to like get outside and see the sun and stuff. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> especially in San Diego. Oh my well, God. Well, yeah. Plus um, there's, uh, I've heard there's a good brewery scene down there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's, there's, Oh, there's a lot to do. My friend, a lot to do. Good food too. Um, so exclusives, I just have a link in the show notes. To this Funko has updated their, um, their list. Um, and the one thing I was going to throw out there is Harry Potter. I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan. My kids are, my wife is. Yep. Um, the Harry Potter ones, let me see if I can grab a picture of it. They're really, really cool. And this will be our last, our last little thing for the day. Look at this. Oh. So we got nearly headless Nick. Glow in the dark. And yeah. And my favorite, personally, my favorite character in in the Harry Potter verse is Moaning Myrtle. Uh Uh-huh. That's (laughs) awesome. Isn't that cool? Very cool. So I... Uh, my kids and my wife don't know yet, but I'm planning on picking those up for them uh, while I'm down there because those are amazing. I might get one for myself too. Who there knows? you go. <laughs> <laughs> All Very right, man. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, no. This has uh, been a a shorter show, but a good one. But a good one. Yes, yes. Less editing for me, so that's good. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in to the Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. And John is at John R. Skeen. Or I am not at I am not Will Griggs, which I love. <laughs> um, we're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play. Tell your friends, like us, and share us. Um, find our merch we talked about at the top of the show at teespring.com slash store slash the usual podcast. 
And there are ways to support the show. AudibleTrial.com slash usual podcast. Get a free audiobook on us. And of course, the best way is Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Give us a buck or two an episode. Um, get the episodes early and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, check out the tiers on there. And that is the way to help us out and get us to places like San Diego Comic-Con, which we pretty much only talked about today. <laughs> That's okay. It's worth talking about. Yeah. And next year you will go, my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> I will be there. All right, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's get on out of here. Tell the people something. Uh, have, a, have a fun, everybody. <laughs> all right. Have a fun. We'll see you all next week.